Born and raised on Steel River. I see it all like Alrighty. And just fade that out a little bit. Thank you very much. Scarborough Dude here with uh, Dixon Jeans episode number 958. But this is just the start, and I'm not going to be here for very long uh, before moving on. Yeah. Sitting in cell, I've spent the day cleaning up, tidying up, making up the bed, putting stuff away, getting rid of stuff, throwing out some garbage, organizing papers and documents, and uh, some of the new gear I bought from... I think it's called Temu, T-E-M-U. I got sucked in completely, you know, when I saw this ad for for $1.99 plus free shipping. You can get this little thermos set of uh, two cups and a a nice thermos, and it looked really nice. And uh, I thought, that come on, what's the catch here? Buck ninety nine free shipping. And so you go online, and uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it looks like the real deal, choice of color and everything else. Um, but then you you find out, well, to get the free shipping, you actually have to spend $20 worth of stuff. But you look around, oh my God, there's a belt for, you know, under $4. I need a belt. And then, oh, this flashlight looks really cool. And it's USB, you know, chargeable with that little, you know, how they work. Oh, wow. I always need that for camping. And then, oh my God. A headband with a really bright light, and that for sure I need when I'm camping in the dark and I got two hands on the roller and I can't hold the flashlight properly. You want to have this headband with a really bright torch. So, in no time at all, I had uh, $20 worth in free shipping and it arrived. It, it was legit. Uh, now, the thermos, <laughs> it's a little bit smaller than what I imagined. The cups, you know. Uh, so these are sort of like a demitasse, but I bought it for a gift for somebody anyway, so that doesn't really matter too much. It's it's the idea that counts, and I still only paid $2 for it. Uh, and everything else is fine. They all work, you know. So uh, the thing is, this uh, as soon as you, you register, like every single day you get surprises. You click this box to see what you're going to get. How much, what's your percentage off? Oh, my God, you can get 90% off on the next item, you know. And there's just all kinds of deals. But you know there everything there is made in China. Everything is going to be, you don't know how long they're going to actually last. And, uh, but so far, so good. So, anyway, that's what I was uh, busy getting organized. I've also got on my lap Ben McIntyre, the author, Prisoners of the Castle, an epic story of survival and escape from Kolditz, the Nazi fortress prison. Now, normally I wouldn't read this. Well, I, I might. It's history, you know. Uh, but it's not entirely new stuff for me, World War II. You know, it's not like a, a whole battle I'd never heard of or anything else. Uh, and, I, of course, I found out today there's a TV series which, 10 years ago... That uh, famous trio um, who do best episode ever, which was Bob Goyetch, nice to hear his voice again, uh, Dave Brobeck and Anthony, um, did this, covered this show. So I listened to a little bit of that while watching it with the book beside me. Um, Anyway, 
the reason I'm reading this is because I, I picked up a novel and I, yeah, I just it, it was just a story I yeah, I can't get into. It. I need biographies and histories and science, whatever, but not I'm not I can't get handle novels now. And uh, then the other book I mentioned, I was so excited about the um, history of Islam, you know, at its peak when they were creating, when they had these libraries and, and all the stuff that while Europe was going through the Dark Ages, they were truly enlightened in uh, Damascus and Baghdad as these centers of learning. And so it was really good to get that perspective. But to read it as a book, it's just like every page is who's the next uh, caliph and, and, you know, what happened to the one before him. And it's just, I just can't remember the stuff. And, of course, you don't really have to. But I, I'd rather kind of just a, a summarized version of, you know, the main points. And this is very, very detailed. Of, yeah, I just, I can't process it anymore. So that's probably going to get returned um, you know, I got what I wanted out of it and, and realized it did change my perspective on, on under Islamic rule, how much science was promoted and uh, science and math and art and music and uh, lots of other things. So not like it is today, folks, not like it is today. Um, but my main point, sorry if I'm shouting, uh, in firing this thing up, is um, to tell you about my little encounter with the uh, Japanese teachers after uh, MMPR when I went up to Barry. It was so nice to see them again, but something that really stood out afterwards that reminded me of why it was I, I really loved Japan so much and had so much respect and admiration for the Japanese people and, and their culture. And that was in decision-making. And this came up all the time. I saw it with the girls I brought over. It happened that way with the teachers. Um, Canadians or North Americans, Westerners maybe, tend to, you know, you somebody says, what do you want to do? And they put forward their idea, and, or, you know, I don't want to do that. For example, uh, when Anthony asked about uh, places to eat in um, uh, Hamilton... I was very quick to point out, I don't want to go back to that uh, German sausage place, um, which was true. And uh, I really want to go back to uh, one Duke. And I made it pretty clear, and that was the way. And I knew that anybody else, if they really wanted to go to the German sausage place, might have spoken up. I'm sure they didn't. Or had another idea. People would speak up, and that was what was expected. State your opinion, you know. And be open and blunt about it, and things get sorted out. But the case in with Japanese people, I arrived, I'm sitting there with Eiji, Mayumi, and the new teacher, Nanako, and we have to decide about supper. And already I'm you know, thinking, you know, I can't afford to buy everybody supper, and I don't want to say that directly, but I, I knew it, it would eventually would work it out, and of course they did end up treating me. But we had to decide, and right beside us, right beside the uh, hotel where they were staying, was a, a McDonald's, or no, a Tim Hortons and a Wendy's combo, I think. That was one. And then, uh, next to that, was a sort of a fusion Japanese Thai place, which you know and I know are never very good at all. They're trying to just, hey, we're Asian 
you know, they might not want Thai, but they want Japanese. They might not want Japanese, but we'll give them Thai. You know, these things are just experiments. And the menu can be made to sound very good, but I think it was clear. I think they had already tried it and weren't too impressed. And then Beer City. Now, Beer City is where, or Beer Town, I believe. That's kind of where I wanted to go, uh, even though I knew that AG and Mayumi are not beer drinkers. So, but I, I don't want to say that. I'm in Japanese company. I want to be polite. And so the discussion began of how should we, what, what should we do for supper? And they sort of, they might look towards me because it must appear that I'm getting to make the choice. But I know enough from being around Japanese people. I'm not going to make a choice without making sure it's a choice they want. So we all play this little game. It's a little dance ritual of speaking but not too directly and, and sort of maybe saying something and, and waiting, creating an opening for the next person and and just sort of going around without being blunt. And um, so it was down to the fusion place or beer town. And I just kind of knew, but they didn't want to say. And, and, and then A.G. was holding back and not stating his opinion. So you're not sure, well, gosh, maybe. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they don't want to go to Beer Town because two of them don't drink beer. Um, but it, it turned out that is where they wanted to go. But they weren't going to settle on that until it had been agreed by all of us in a, in a, in a um, what do you call it, a consensus and how it happened it was just it was subtle and it took time but it was, it was perfect uh, at one point i had foolishly said well you know we could go to the asian place for supper and then go and have a beer at the beer city and of course i knew probably i knew that that you know if two people aren't drinking beer that's not a good solution uh, of course they had lots of other drinks which they had and enjoyed um, non-alcoholic but it just emerged it came out I, I had said the two and then the AG of course replied oh well, well you, I hadn't considered that possibility oh like good for you Ken a new idea <laughs> but knowing it was a, a stupid idea I wasn't going to fly um, but just somehow consensus was arrived at and then everybody was happy, and it turned out it was a wonderful decision. The food was good, the beer was great. Uh, we had a nice big table to ourselves, half inside, half outside. Even that was negotiated where to sit, you know. Uh, it was just, it was just so polite and fair, uh, but just done in such a nice way. And I had kind of you know, lost some of that, you know, that, that sense of, uh, this is how you make decisions in Japan. You, you don't just put your opinion out there. You, you see what other people want and you might try and steer it towards the thing that you really want to do or have other people find a way to have other people come to that conclusion. Um, and it might've, they might've dropped a hint about something to do with the other fusion place. I don't know, but anyway, um, boy, that, that took me a while to make a very small point, but it was a very, very important point. And uh, I loved it. And uh, I'll leave it at that because uh, 
Probably taking up too much time. Scarborough Dude signing off. Bye for now. And uh, we'll do a bell. I think if there is a, a fair survey going around, unbiased, uh, and under my name, there might be some different things you could check off. Uh, you know, there might be a few, a list of these. I'd go, I'd go so far as 20 traits and which ones is he. And uh, if oddball was one of the ones, I think, uh, in the good sense of what it is to be an oddball, I think uh, I would qualify. I think I would get that check mark. Whew. I also just realized something a little, uh, yeah, well, I don't know what to think of it, um, that I... I have to podcast, like, uh, you know, it's almost like I don't exist without this. Now, I know that's not the way it is. That's only because I'm high right now. I, I, I always underestimate, so I'll have, you know, four or five little draws, when really I only need two or three. Uh, but anyway, we'll backtrack a little. Where am I? What day is it? It is Friday. I think it's August 4th. And I am at Shannonville Motorsport park and i'm very 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 happy to be able to say that don't you because i'm happy to be here but more than that i'm happy that i fucking pushed myself come here and i didn't even really have to push myself it was a pretty easy sell it was just you know the, the fighting that inertia you know yeah well no, i could say nothing wrong with staying home you, you know you got everything you got your deck you got your books you got your shows your tv your youtube your you know yeah, comfortable at home, got car, sit in the driveway and sell. Yeah, I know, there's no need to go anywhere, but uh, there is in the sense of taking on new little challenges. And they, these, these are little, but uh, it was a sense of, okay, where is that? How do I get there? Uh, what am I going to do? Well, we, can you camp? Okay, so now I can drive back. And, but the wonderful thing about it is right now, I don't know where I'll be tomorrow. I could be home. I could leave after the races. I could stay here for another night. Why not camp in the field uh, after the races? Stay here tomorrow night, too. Two nights camping. My goodness. And I have a wonderful view right now. I'm looking at, I guess, administrative building of some kind. It's on the four stories. And underneath is a big open area covered uh, with a roof. And all the drivers are sitting there right now, you know, and there's somebody else at the front with a big board or something going over uh, things, I guess, about the course. And maybe they're, you know, I was saying I posted do's and don'ts, but I don't know what else they're going on, safety and regulations. And I guess most of the drivers would know already. And I don't suppose, some, yeah, some laid down rules, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of those. But, uh, so, yeah. I'm here in the field, and I'm right by an opening. Like I'm, I could, I could almost spit through. <laughs> if one was inclined to, I could almost spit through that opening. It's a bit of an exaggeration, but not that much of an exaggeration. Uh, I'm not good at guessing distances. I'm not good at much in reality, other than talking, and I'm, I, I think I'm pretty good at that. Um. What would, if I was going to do paces, you know, a stride, a stride, which is about a yard, you know, one, two, three, no, five yards away, five yards. 
And uh, and then you know, I, there's washrooms there that are clean and they look relatively newly built. That's great. And then you can walk along the pavement. There's a snack bar, and I talk to the owner or the manager, and uh, they'll be busy tomorrow, I guess. He's getting all his stuff ready. Little chat. Use the washroom. Just lifted my uh, stroller in. There's no ramp, of course, but you just lift it up and get in. So, and I'm going to next. I'm going to walk over to the pit area, and I they have a little band starting. And hmm, it seems I've been talking much longer than four minutes. But anyway, um, I was going to head over there. But I, another voice was saying, well, just fucking sit, man. You just got here. There's no rush. You don't have to be moving. Now that you're here, you've driven all that way. A two-hour drive that took three hours. Heavy 401 traffic on this holiday weekend. And uh, I guess a couple of my, uh, um, accidents. I was quite impressed when suddenly uh, my Australian voice comes through the dash and says, save yourself 20, 39 minutes. You know, no, accident 10 kilometers ahead. Save yourself 29 minutes. Take the next exit, basically. And I did. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I saved that or not. But, yeah, the, the estimated time was wound down. So, anyway, I got here at 5.30, okay? <laughs> not that that part is important. But the fact that I I, uh, I, I made the plan, it kind of hatched during the week, you know. And okay, yeah, I made a note before in Barrack Races, Shannonville. I just knew to come. But it, again, I go back and, and it's that thing you got to fight, that inertia, that, oh, well, another time kind of thing. There, there, there aren't <laughs> too many other times. Uh, but I'm happy to discover this the way I was for Mossport. And, and it's, there, there are times, you see, when... It's easy to, uh, you know, I, I was going to say sink into darkness, but I, I don't do that. Uh, but, you know, you're thinking about end of life and, uh, and uh, it makes it sound, leaving a pause like that makes it sound more important than it is. I think I just didn't know what I was going to say next. Still don't. Other than, oh, silly me, got high again. But I, I, I kind of like the, the thrill, the rush. It's like I feel like I'm doing shrooms. You know, I feel really high right now. But that's just, I'm just, I'm, I got this view. The sun is shining, some clouds. The sun is shining on the side of the building. And it's it's a very, it's like uh, there's certain, is it Edwin Hopper, somebody, the, the artist who paints these very still scenes but strange subject matters. Uh, this this isn't like that, <laughs> but it is it is a wonderful scene, and in particular the, the the light on the on the white. I'm gonna have to take another picture. So um, hang on. I could still talk, but uh, you've probably had enough of that for now. Get the camera out. Uh, do I zoom in? Uh, just take the same picture I took before. Didn't so damn many. Yeah, it's just, well, I suppose it's important to zoom in. Jesus. Yeah, I see the drivers better that way. Oh, and a door of the washroom open too. Oh, yeah, of course you want that one. No, you want all that. You want all that in the picture. Come on, man. 
And don't cop out the light and the power, gimmick power uh, thing. No, no. Oh, man, I love this picture. Oh, love it, love it, love it. That should be the... Uh, oh, sorry. Don't know if you heard that. I'll boost it in post-production later. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. But what, what was happening was... Yeah, I was going to head to the pits, but it was like I had to do anything, do this, do this, do this. You know, I had to get food, do this, do this. And another voice said, hey, just chill, just sit, just sit. And after quite a long time of sitting, hey, you know, you haven't even started a podcast yet. Why don't you do that? And that's when I had the thought, oh, I I need to do this. This is my reality. It, it It's like I'm helping... <laughs> I'm focusing into the present is what I'm doing. My present. It's not your present. You're just here somewhere. Who knows where and uh, and when. Uh, but you're tuning in. And I'm sharing with you the way I, I would have, you know, did in letters years ago. Now, there's another date image. as a guy. Uh, oh, I don't like the barbed wire. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that now. That's a bit. You know, who are they trying to keep out? Who's going to hop over a fence to send, save 20 bucks? Come on. I suppose they just, you know, if there's nobody tending the buildings, they wouldn't want them loose. You know, if you could slow some people down, you'd have to be determined. You'd have to come with wire cutters, blowtorch or something. And uh, I don't think there's anything there worth doing any damage to. Anyway, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here for the first time. It's the first time. So, and part of it, boys and girls, this darkness, it, it's a, it's not that, it, but it's a sinking into old age. You could sink, you could drown in old age. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You want to, uh, you don't want to keep surfing. And, um, you know, discovering new things, taking on um, a new experience, Making a day interesting, you know, doing something a little different, and not giving up, and not resigning to old age. Um, but yeah, there are there are periods, times when uh, it's like you know, I shit my pants today. I shit my pants today, like I literally did. I was sitting there in my pajamas and uh, oh, fart. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, now, the question of whether I should be sharing this or not arises, but uh, there's no question that I was not going to. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> I wasn't going to. Then I was, and now I am. Um, but one of the dark thoughts, oh, my God, what if I lose control of my bowels? That's off. Oh, right, game over. This is a game ender. Like, I am not going to, you know, I, I'm not going to allow disabilities to sink to a certain level. Forgive me if that's offensive to anybody. Um, but I think it was just one of those stupid things, you know, wet fart. I mean, they do happen. They're not regularly, fortunately. Uh, but this was a doozy because I was, you know, I was sitting down. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. You know. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And the underwear, it's funny, the underwear, and the, this is, to complete the story, the underwear is drying on the, on my, in my, on my uh, front, through the front windscreen, on the dashboard. That's what I was looking for. My underwear is drying on the dashboard. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, but so one of the thoughts is, oh, what if this is, oh, my God, if this is a permanent fear, just you had no control, oh, I just don't want that. No, 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 I just don't want to sink too much lower. And I'm forgive me again if, oh, that's offensive to somebody. But uh, I don't want that shit. Um, anyway, the, the thing is, yeah, hey, it's life. I, I mean, I've, I've lived through uh, worse things. Getting the shits in Nigeria more than once. Well, uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna wind this down and wander over to uh, where the music is, and uh, maybe I might be a little bit sociable. In fact, I'm gonna put a beer in my walker, uh, maybe two. Alrighty, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's my next step. Put a beer in your Johnny Walker here, and head on over to the uh, paddock and find where the music is. So, boys and girls, this is Scarborough, dude. Uh, sharing as always with you, and I hope uh, you appreciate. It. I know I've got a few regular listeners who who pretty well listen to every episode, and uh, I am grateful for that. I, a shout out to you, but <sighs> I'm not going to ram off names. All right, so let me go get my beer, and uh, I'll be on my way, and we'll talk to you later. The game ain't over yet, baby. Ooh yeah. Teenage head. In fact, we could be Teenage Head if we just got the drummer that they fired 30 years ago. There's only one of the original members in the band playing now. Yet they're still playing, so...
Saturday about 9.30 in the a.m. and I'm sitting <laughs> very close. Whoa! Oh, trackside. It's wonderful. This, this is so much more um, accessible than Mossport. Uh, this will not be my last time coming here, I'll tell you. Um, 
I don't know what class this is. It looks like they got Camaros, uh, Corvette. That is a Corvette. Big beast of a Corvette. And this is just sort of coming out of the where they just get onto the track. And it's the first corner. It's a wide, it's a big track. More Porsche in the rear. Uh, they don't have a program for uh, events like this. And uh, most of, I should recognize all the cars, um, but I don't. Howdy. I'm parked right beside the ambulance here, the paramedics, for Hastings Quinte area. And this is wonderful. I'm in the shade. I'm exactly in the spot I talked about last night. Whoa! It's that first curve. nice black Corvette. Didn't hear much sound from it. Oh, and I can see way across the way. I can see it straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can make out the cars, some of the cars by the color. I got binoculars I should bring, but uh, yeah. Great track. It's um It's different. There'd be different classes of car within, you know, each uh, each race. is closer than I've ever been to the cars at Mossport. Like, and this is the first spot I just picked. So, uh, yeah. Be prepared, boys and girls. You're going to be hearing a few more car noises. Oh, like, I, I love this spot. And it was somebody at Mossport who said, well, uh, how come you, you haven't been to Shannonville? Hey, there's great races up there. I'm, pra- I'm pretty sure... Well, nobody remembers anything from this show, but I used to talk about a guy in his Mercury Cougar. He said he had the best sound going down the track, really loud. And I'm pretty sure he's the guy who told me personally, oh, you should check out Shannonville. It's just down the highway. That's the 67 Corvette. So these are these are drivers doing it for fun. This is the Varak organization. Whoa. I, I guess it's vintage automobile racing club. There's a pass. There's a pass. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a nice stretch here. It's, uh, it's flat. Mossport has hills, of course. This is pretty well flat, but a lot of curves and various designations for the track. Uh, it's designed so that you can use it in different ways depending on the what's racing. 
yeah, I, I'm not going to uh, keep on talking. I just uh, want to let you know. I uh, took me forever to get to sleep. I sometimes have just, um, I don't know, indigestion, heartburn, I guess. And when I'm lying down, I just don't feel good. Same Corvette. And uh, so it took me a long time to get to sleep, and then I just slept beautifully right through. It was nice and cool, windows open. Perfect, perfect spot right by the fence. And uh, gave myself a good breakfast. If you're keeping track of my fridge, now it's only working on battery. And, of course, I ran the batteries down during the night, down to zero, the house batteries. So the fridge is not running now. I can't get it on to propane. And I think it has to do with the angle I'm at. For the propane to kick in, I think I need to be on level ground, and I'm seldom on level ground. I'll try again later. An inconvenience, but not uh, not the end of the world by any means. That's funny. That's a Corvette, and it's just really dead quiet going around. All right, so anyway, yeah, anyway, I got, got up and uh, used the microwave, heated up, boiled some water, made a nice, good, strong black coffee, and uh, cereal, milk, yogurt, peanut butter sandwich, cheese, boiled egg, so um, good to go, good to go, all set, happy to be here, still don't know what I'm doing tonight, whether I'll, whether I'll drive home, or uh, just stay the night drive tomorrow and uh, that decision won't be made I'm sure until uh, the decision is made. Scarborough signing out from uh, trackside here at Shannonville Motorsport Park oh yeah two more cars MGB, no, uh, 
Austin Healy. I've seen before at Mossport over the years. There goes an MGB. And then another Triumph. That's, uh, I don't know what model that is. Wow. Just fucking wow. It is so cool. This track, it's amazing. And there's probably not more than three dozen spectators here, and I know most of them are somehow connected with the cars or the drivers. I, I don't believe it. Like, it's not that close. I mean, not that far from Toronto, from Kingston, from Ottawa. This place should be packed. A day of vintage car races. 20 bucks to get in. I haven't even paid that. And there's hardly anybody here. It's amazing. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go watch the races. Stay tuned. Uh, bye for now. Oh, is in. by the way, I can sit in the bandstands. Uh, they're very, uh, very well. Yeah. I love being able to get this close to the cars. It's amazing. And that was a decent-sized grid, too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I've seen many of them before at Mossport, the same cars just circling around, but oh, they're just, they're beautiful. They are. Just to look at them. This is a nice track for, uh, for uh, people to watch. It's my first time here. When I went to Mossport, one of the guys there said, hey, you got to go to Shannonville, it's not far. So yeah, today's yeah. the first time out, and I'm so glad I came. I, I'll Good. be I'll be a regular. Good. Where you come from? Where's uh, Scarborough. Scarborough? Down the so road. not too bad of a run. No, a couple of, well, yesterday, long holiday weekend traffic, but yeah. uh, I'm camped overnight. I got my uh, road track just parked oh, over there, sleeping in the field. It's beautiful. It makes all the difference. Eh? You involved all the time yourself? Yeah, I'm here and over there at Mostport. I'm okay. here, though. This is my local track, but I've been working at Mostport for years. I'm surprised there's just so few people, spectators. Surprise! There's so few spectators. Yeah, it should well, be full. It's a great deal. Yeah. All right. like a good race uh, beautiful Lotus an old Lotus uh, maybe 19 or maybe 23 Lotus 23 out front and uh, my favorite Volvo P1800 racing MG's again I'm up in the bleachers 
Oh, yeah. And Lotus is way in front of me. Some very sharp turns. There we go. Oh, nice. I'm in front of a, the short straightaway. It's uh, exciting when they come to the first curve, like they come in there side by side. And somebody has to give way. And from here, you can see the long straightaway way across the track. And behind that, get a glimpse of uh, transport trucks on the 401. So it's that close to the 401, but to get to here, you have to get off the 401 much earlier. And go through Shannonville and through a, uh, a Native Reserve. Here comes the Lotus 23. Nice, nice, nice. Classic car, thing of beauty. Followed by the Elva, followed by an MGB. They bunch up in the tight turns and then open up here. I won't give you too much more of this. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's like listening. I'm just trying to share my excitement and uh, the fun I have. Went back, had a little lunch, heated up in the microwave, uh, a nice little Thai curry. I'm all set. I'll uh, catch up with you later. Shutting down for now. Just going to enjoy the race. Bye-bye. next race so I'm just standing facing the car now sitting in my walker uh, as they come onto the track so you're going to hear the roar of the uh, cars as they just enter the track for their, uh, their first lap um, it, it's just amazing to be able to get this close uh, 
you know, in Mossport, you can't get near them here. It's all sectioned off, and it, it's, I mean, there, maybe the races are bigger events or something, but I, I like this kind of friendly vibe. It's for the drivers. All right, the one-minute sign has gone up. There's a lady whose job it is to hold up the big white sign with one minute, three minutes, five minutes, you know, before the race. So the drivers are all in there. They, they're they putting their helmets on. It's hot. In the open cars, uh, you might see some photos. If I post these, um, the driver would be holding an umbrella over his head because it's, you know, direct sun coming down. But uh, I've I watched the race from a very nice shaded spot. It's beautiful. So back to the old being a, a happy camper. Just glad I came to the race. I decided I'm going to stay tonight. No point driving home after five and getting on that ugly 401, caught up in traffic. I'll do that tomorrow. So here we go. Just got a finger. About to wave them on. You'll hear them go. Here we are. There you go. Not not a loud sound, but just as they're getting on. It's just fun to be able to see them up close. All right. Catch you later. Everybody's going out and having fun. I'm I'm just a poor boy staying home and having none. I can't get over how she set me free. Oh, lonesome me. All right, all right. You've, you've heard that before on the uh, Dixon James podcast. I, I love this song. Don Gibson, I grew up with this. My brother had the vinyl. So we'll uh, tap the JBL speaker here and turn that down a little bit. There you go. Um, this is because I'm in the Toyota and I've got my, uh, I resurrected my JBL speaker, the Bluetooth one, and it's great. And of course it hooks up with my phone and, uh, there you go. I got music here and now the new music system in the road track. So, uh, I'm happy about all that. <clears throat> Little things, as you know, make me happy. Yep. Yep. So listen, um, we got just a few minutes left to finish off this podcast and the reason I have to finish it today, which is, uh. Oh, Tuesday, after the long weekend, is because tomorrow I'm going camping. And you know, when I go camping, I ain't going to have a Coke or a gummy or something. I ain't going to start talking, and who knows where that's going to get to. So I want a nice, clean finish to this Dixon Chains episode. So that's why I have driven out of my way, and well, not exactly, to uh, Thompson Park, uh, before going grocery shopping to uh, get stuff I'll need for tomorrow. <sighs> yeah, listen, I've got no notes except for one thing. 
And that one thing was a quotation, which I like, and I've probably used it before. Um, but it's a good one, and I don't know who else, uh, you know, would relate to it, but uh, here we go. As you start to walk on the way, the way appears. Now, that that's a dandy. As you start to walk on the way, the way appears. And it is that, I mean, I think it's saying... You don't really know what the way is. You, you've got to go by. I keep going back to... Oh, sorry. I forgot the bell. There we go. <laughs> Hell. Um, I keep going about this gut instinct, that that inner sense. And that's what took me to the car races uh, earlier on in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Go, go. You'll enjoy it. And being positive and then you start doing it, you realize, yeah, this was the right thing to do. And... Um, you know the way it appears, and and you're sort of me reconfirmed. Yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be, and and that's kind of important. Um, I guess we'll just park there. I was gonna I was gonna go on at length about that, but I mean I, I think you either get it or you don't get it, or you believe that stuff or you don't. But it's uh, I think it's a pretty good uh, a pretty good guideline for for white for life is trust that inner voice and. Uh, Go with the flow, I guess. The path of least resistance sometimes. You know, although sometimes you put up your own resistance and say, oh, I, I really don't feel like it today. But that inner voice might say, no, this is exactly why you need to to go out and get there. Um, honestly, that trip to, um, uh, <laughs> what was the name of the car racing place? Shannonville uh, was really fun. And uh, glad I did it. And also glad I came home that night early. Did I even tell you that? I don't know. I guess so. Just decided, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get home. By the way, um, the walker has gone past twice already. Uh, regular listeners know who I'm talking about here at Thompson Park. I'll weave next time. Um, so there really wasn't anything in particular. I, I, I finished this book about Colditz. And I loved it because it was like a really up-to-date history. And then there was the aftermath, after the story of the Colditz prisoner of war camp in Germany, uh, where the person in charge, not the commandant, but, well, he eventually became commandant, tried to take the high road, not doing like, distinguishing himself from the SS and not really being a Nazi, but just a German with principles and going having no choice but to go along with the... Uh, the Nazi regime, but overall treated his prisoners fairly, as, as fair as you can be in a prisoner of war camp. This was not like the uh, factory where the Hungarian Jews right next door were literally worked to death, starved and just worked in a munitions plant. Um, very interesting little twist to that story. Uh, the man who started off this factory and then started making manufacturing pistols and then armaments and then became very successful, extended, and, and was personally uh, thanked by Hitler for the, his work in supporting the, the whole movement and the war effort, uh, knew that it was going to come to pass, that he would be found out, that he was the one who was working these uh, slaves to death under under most brutal conditions, uh, horrific. You know the story there. 
Kolditz wasn't like that, the actual castle. The story is quite different. Uh, people still suffered, but not to the same degree. Anyway, uh, this fellow threw a party when the Americans were just on the way uh, to releasing the castle by like two days away. And it was very clear they were going to take over. The Russians were advancing. The uh, the Americans were advancing. And uh, the man who owned the munitions factory knew he'd be found out. He threw a party for the SS who were still around, who hadn't escaped, and for his family, his wife and children, and about a 100 people in a grand. He had a big palace of a house and threw on champagne and caviar and everything, a wonderful party. And then at some point during the party... He pushed a button, and the entire room, party room where everybody was, uh, blew up by munitions, and everybody was killed at the party. So it was a, a form of suicide, but taking everybody else with him, uh, knowing that he would be tried and hung and, and for his treatment if, if the townspeople didn't get to him first. Uh, um, the details in this book were fascinating, but that was just a little aside, you know, the last, the, the, the sort of the epilogue of, you know, who's doing what. Um, he, there goes the walker again. It's just that unbelievable, recognized, always well-dressed, nice hat. He's not, I'm not, uh, I won't beat my horn and bother him, but he's, he's just got this loping gait. Loping gait. That's a good title, too. Amazing. Yeah. Sort of acknowledging people, um, but I have never been so engrossed. And I mean, I think for a lot of people, post-war, whose fathers might have served in the war, World War Two is still a subject of interest. And um, but this in particular, and and the details of, of what happened to each of these people, you know, by war's end and so on. Uh, and who escaped and so on. And, and it was good because other books had been written about, you know, the glory. He talked about the great escape and the glory in the film and so on. But almost all of the people who were involved in that great escape were caught and killed. It's not a happy story. A few, only a very small group, just a handful, actually got away. Um, and yet, by the time it's made into a film, you know, starring Steve McQueen and so on, there's the heroics and so on, and not quite real. This book, um, Prisoners of the Castle, the inside story of Colditz, really stuck, I think, to the facts and uh, very incredibly well-researched and well-written. So there you go. That pretty well wraps up uh, this podcast. I just, I, the joy I'm having of having rediscovered reading, as I'm mentioning again and again, and I hope some of you will. Uh, it's just, it's just such a richness, and I and I, I just hope I've got another book on hold or waiting for me, and uh, I just hope I can continue to find good books to enrich my life. I mean, that's what they're doing. Mind you, it means I don't do anything else. I sat in the porch on the deck yesterday. And did nothing but read. I plowed my way through this book. And, and, you know, I know I should be doing exercises, getting out walking and doing things like that. But, oh, my God. Anyway, Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, the end of a podcast just so that I can start a fresh one tomorrow. Um, Thank you. Uh, Boy, I hope you heal quickly. It might be a while before uh, 
our friend Michael Virtual Uper um, catches up to this episode. He's a wee bit behind. Uh, he was in hospital uh, with, gosh, cracked ribs and I think a broken bone in his ankle and so on, uh, falling off a roof. I, I guess the ladder gave way or something or other while he was trying to install somebody else's internet. I, I, and I'm saying, this is not the way to retire, Michael. Jesus, man. I, I mean, I'm very sorry, and you're going to be in a lot of pain, and, and this is really going to slow you down. But you, you, I think you're taking on too much, man. It's time to really let somebody else do that work. And I know he's in Copper Harbor. He likes doing it. He gets satisfaction from all these jobs. There's nobody else around who can do it, will do it. But man, oh, man. You're paying the price. Heal well, my friend. We need you around. Take care. Signing off. Bye for now. Don't know what I'm going to call this. I was thinking of drowning in old age, but uh, I don't think I'm drowning in old age. Not yet. Scarborough Dudes, signing out. Bye for now. Ding dong. <laughs>